Hi, friends. Just a reminder to subscribe. And I heard you. I heard that we were missing some cities on our upcoming tour. And so we have now added Charlotte and Boston. Be sure to check out the link to get your tickets before they sell out. And if there's any other shows we should be adding, comment, let us know. We want to make sure we see all of you. Enjoy the episode. One of this week's partners is ZocDoc. The holidays are here and all of those cookies that we've eaten could be making some health issues pop up, which means now is the perfect time to find a doctor who you're going to trust, love, and who's going to give you that quality care that you need. I know for me in the past, it's been really hard to find doctors who believe me and help me come up with solutions that actually make me feel better. That was until I started using ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated, patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, are located near you, and treat almost any condition you're searching for. I've been using ZocDoc since 2015, long before this podcast existed, and it has led me to some of the best providers. My gynecologist, primary care provider, Lauren found a GI doc, and you can too. So go to ZocDoc.com THT and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com slash THT. ZocDoc.com slash THT. ZocDoc.com slash THT. Oh, guess what I did on my way over here? Pooped your pants in the car? <laughs> what? No. I don't know. <laughs> no. You said it so like, <laughs> you're like, guess what I did on the way over here? <laughs> Like you said it like you were in trouble or something. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> people who think you have like a thing for poop are going to die at that comment. I know. Oh, my God. Um, no, but I did listen to uh, the, well, I Coconut found out. Story finally? No. You still haven't heard that? I still okay. haven't because I've still held out because I'm still, I found the episode. Okay. So I was considering listening to and it and then but you then read the comments I read the comments and I was thinking like I'm gonna give Morgan one more chance to see if she wants to like read it to me at some no, point I think I think people would actually murder me okay so you can you have full permission to okay listen okay cool I will you guys are missing out <laughs> just kidding I actually probably won't even care because I'm like everyone says it's the craziest story so I'm gonna be like so unfazed but because I'm going to have such high expectations for yeah. how crazy it is. Um, but no, what I did on my way over here was I listened to the, which I found out their name is actually pronounced Lautner instead of Lautner. 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 Yeah. I'm just going to say Lautner for now on, but, but like, but no, I, it just made me absolutely adore them so much. Like, I didn't know how much I loved them. That's cute. They're so cute. They, I think it would be so hard to date someone with the same name as you. Yeah, but like Taylor, what I know they said it's weird at TSA and stuff like that because they'll be like, Same. all right, yeah. Taylor, come over here. And they're like, which one? Yeah. <laughs> Help. Oh, but that's fun. They were so cute. But yeah, I'm in love with cute. them. Cute. Cute. Very cute. So really they fun. have their own podcast. I'm going to have to yeah. I'll listen to theirs. That's what I was thinking we'll after listening to this. I'm like, I should check theirs check out. Check theirs out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Are you ready for today's theme? Yes. I think these are some of... Probably the most interesting stories I found on Reddit in a while. Okay. I don't know if anyone else has noticed this, but I feel like, you know, it's it's hard to get to the cream of the crop. You know, it takes a little work for that foam to rise when finding quality stories for this pod. It takes a little work to have a, to be, never mind. I was going to make a really bad joke. <laughs> 
what you have to do now. Well, as you were saying that, I'm picturing you just like foaming at the mouth from like the that's story my theme being next, so really? That's my theme later today. It's so funny. Literally, I, it was between for you. It was this theme, which uh-huh. is hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. Or foaming at the mouth. Yeah. Foaming at the mouth is my 3 p.m. recording. Lauren is noon. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. I'm just like, just you use the word foam. And like I'm just picturing you looking at the stories, getting so angry that you just start foaming. Li- literally, that's how I came up with the idea. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. So this one, this one's juicy, too. It's It's got some crazy out of left field type stories. And I got a lot of them. I have like nine tabs open right now. My goal is to get through at least seven. So we're going to be rapid firing, I hope really getting into it. There's going to be for sure one for Patreon. And there we go. Love it. Are you ready? Yes. Let's dive in. Let's do it. just really you know hit it where it hurts okay. right off the bat nice yeah wait is this actually on or black tea yeah it's got I've, a little caffeine in it i've never had one like this i'm actually excited so good Watch i just start drift. jittering just no no it's not that bad not enough not it's not like a celsius where you feel like you're dying i'm sensitive now though ever since i cut coffee out mm-hmm. same now it's like any caffeine i start getting a grande, like a medium coffee, gets me four days. Yeah, seriously. Like I, I would just <laughs> yeah. break it up. I sip yeah. it, put it in the fridge, sip it, put it in the fridge. Well, I like the taste, so I fuck myself over. Like I'll just drink it all and I'm like, ah, why'd I do that? <laughs> so good. Maybe start having decaf. Yeah, I did that for a while. And then I realized that I just wanted to do matcha or tea. There you go. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one is one day old. It is coming from True Off My Chest and it's titled... My son savagely attacked my wife, and I don't know what to do. My wife, 39, and I, 43, have three kids. Our girl, Megan, 18, and our sons, Matt, 16, and Josh, 14. For the last eight or nine months, my younger son, Josh, is obsessed with the idea that his mom is favoring our other kids over him. After he told me this, I secretly started to watch my wife's behavior with our kids. I noticed that she would ask Megan and Matt, to run errands with her, and Josh had to ask her to go with. She would also talk more to the older kids. She just seems to enjoy their company a bit more. But don't get me wrong, she loves Josh too and enjoys spending time with him, just not as much as with Megan and Matt. When I asked my wife if she noticed this too, she said no and reassured me that she still loves all of our kids equally. I asked her to include Josh more, and she promised she would, but Josh still complained and started to disdain his mom. I suggested therapy to him, but he declined. I continued observing the situation. The problem was that my wife's favoritism would manifest in very little things. It was hard to catch her, if you know what I mean. The big thing happened on Sunday when I was at a friend's house. The family had planned to decorate the tree together. This was a little ritual in our house. As you can imagine, Josh was forgotten again. My wife and the other kids decorated the Christmas tree without telling him. When Josh came downstairs and saw the decorated tree, he confronted his mother. According to my daughter, my wife just said that they had just forgotten him. This answer made Josh snap. He started to hit his mom in the face with his bare fists and choked her. He also kicked and punched his siblings when they tried to protect her. He only stopped 
when his mom fell to the ground. I rushed home when my daughter called me. My wife's left eye was red and a bit swollen, her nose bloody, and her neck was dark red. Matt and Megan had to hold me to protect their brother from me. My wife was in a state of shock and couldn't even talk to me. After I came down a bit, I called my father, who lives three hours away, and told him what happened. He agreed to come immediately and pick Josh up. Two days have passed and I have no idea what to do. My wife is slowly recovering from the shock and the beating, but she doesn't talk about it or Josh. My dad suggested that Josh should move in with his grandparents for at least a year to give everyone time to recover. But my fear is that one year apart will further destroy the relationship between mother and son. He has done something horrible and he will pay a high price for that. He is banned from his family home and is not allowed to contact us. He has left all of his electronics here. His grandparents will be strict with him. Therapy is mandatory. But in the end, I want my whole family together again. Not tomorrow, not in a month, but one day. I get panic attacks over the question if sending him away is the right move. I feel like I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. He couldn't stay after what he did, but staying away will estrange him further away from the family. I simply don't know what to do. Wow. This is a wild one. Hurt people hurt people. And a really, really hard place to decide what to do. I can't even imagine as a parent, like, he is in the worst position. But this whole family unit just sounds so dysfunctional. Yeah. Oh, that's just so hard, too, because he's young. He's he's young enough where you're not pressing charges, but he's also old enough that he can really do scary damage. And that's a situation where, too, I mean, with all of the, I guess, trigger warning, but with all of the shootings that happen Mm -hmm. and seeing signs in younger kids it's like that is the moment where you really want to act on it and it's kind of like well what do you do to make sure that that this kid doesn't turn into this like resentful you know child that ends up turning into an adult that does something really horrible one day and yeah keeping him away and never being able to be allowed back to his family that could do definitely like further damage and but it's like keeping him in the house could also risk the mother's life. I mean, he didn't stop until she's fell to the ground. Like, that's not just, like, you know, him lashing out for, you know, one second. It's like that. Like, he beat her. It's really scary. I I honestly don't know what advice I would give. I know. It's a really tough one. I would love to have a therapist chime in on this one if we have any. I know we have a bunch of listeners out there who are actual therapists, especially um, Stephanie from our group therapy comes to mind because she's like an actual trauma, like informed therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really hard because I, I feel for him. Like I feel for both of them, obviously the mom to go through that. But for a kid to feel, you know, at 14, like his mom favors his siblings Mm -hmm. so much so to like, he doesn't get included in a family tree decorating and he snaps. Like Mm -hmm. that is some built up hurt and anger and resentment and all of these big feelings. And I think as the parents, like there's a lot of balls being dropped here. Yeah. The wife for, you know, it was pointed out and Mm -hmm. now she's not trying to rectify it. Right. Like it was pointed out to you. Make sure he's there to decorate the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, the husband. I thought it was kind of weird that he was at a friend's house while his whole family's decorating a tree. Where's your involvement? Yeah. 
And then you notice Josh is getting kind of left behind by the mom. Why aren't you stepping up mm-hmm. to make sure Josh feels close to you? Yeah. Therapy. And maybe he does. Maybe he does feel close yeah. to the dad, but there's still like something if, about yeah. if you ever feel that. So, and of course, at first I wanted to focus on the fact that like what he did to his mother oh, is not okay. Horrendous. But as you mentioned, going back to it, well, why was the mother doing that? Why is she resentful towards this child? And if if they both are noticing this, if the child and the father are noticing these microaggressions, it's like, well, how long has this been going on for to the, the point that it's in his DNA? Like, that's how mental health issues happen. Mm-hmm. And so if, you know, when I was talking to a therapist once, she was talking about how your brain is developing at zero at one years old. So even though the kid doesn't, the baby doesn't remember anything, like we don't remember what happened when we were, you know, under one years old, but where our brains are still remembering that. Our DNA is remembering that. I was so, literally going to bring this up. I'm so glad you did. Yeah. I'm so glad you did. Yeah. So it's just, it's like, you have to think like, well, what is happening to that young boy if all these microaggressions were his entire life to the point that he snapped? And yeah acted in a way that he shouldn't have. I completely agree. And I think you make a good point too. Like you wanted to focus on the mom and like, I don't want to have what I'm saying come off as victim blaming. Everyone is hurting here. Mm -hmm. Like this whole family, this whole unit. Of course. Like crazy situation. But I do agree. Like how long has this been going on? Because Mm -hmm. something that I, you know, I learned about, especially with OT school and like emotional development within kids there's like a common misconception that like, oh, babies, like, you know, sometimes you just got to let them cry it out, let them self-soothe, they'll figure it out, which yes, to a point. But if you let a baby cry and cry and cry, you are causing emotional distress. You are causing an insecure attachment to the mm-hmm. caregiver. There's so much. And subconsciously, like you said, that can shape you the mm-hmm. rest of your life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, crying a little bit. Yeah, especially if they're crocodile, te- crocodile tears. A-okay, you know, whatever. But there's a point where letting your kid cry for 30 minutes nonstop, thinking, oh, self-soothing, that's not good for that baby. Yeah. Like, or your relationship. So I would be curious. um, I'll read the top comment. And I know there's a recent edit that was added that I haven't gotten into yet because it's only a day old. Like, he's, he's updating quickly. Okay, so top comment on this one. So they forgot your kid for decorating Christmas? He snapped and you are right. He should get in therapy. But I don't believe for a second this is the extent of the treatment your kid gets at home. Not only your wife, but his siblings forgot him. Your family has broke this kid. Instead of hurting himself, which I'm sure he has done in the past, he snapped. You and your wife have failed here and you should really discover what happened in that house when you are not there. There is no pretty solution here, but putting all the blame on him, you are kidding yourself. Your family was broken before today. Mm -hmm. All caps. They forgot your son. Mm -hmm. You have to be blind. And that has 6K upvotes. Next comment. Like, how the fuck do you forget your kid? Next comment. The wife doesn't like him like she says she does. Next comment. When I read that, she said, loves all our kids equally. I could not imagine the scene in Arrested Development where Lucille says the same and it immediately cuts to her saying, I don't care for gob. Mm. I've never seen the show. Neither. Just crazy. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, what he said, if he sends his son away for however long, like that's just going to do so much more damage. 
I don't think that's the answer. No. And I think, but obviously everyone's really afraid. And the the concerning thing would be if he stayed in the home and now the now the mother is being extremely, you know, obvious on her favoritism to the point of like, it does even more damage. Yeah. So, I mean, I would think that they as a family need to go into therapy immediately altogether. Yes. And separate. Like, I would think that that should be the priority. Um, but I get it's just it's so complicated because it is scary. I mean, physical assault, domestic violence, all of that is terrifying. But as everybody is saying, there's a bigger root problem here that mm-hmm. needs to be fixed. And it's not fair to the kid. No, I I think initially living with grandma and grandpa for a week. Sure. Give everyone, you know, the space, space. to calm down get things set up and put in place, therapists, all of that. And then, yeah, he should probably, from my perspective, be at home. Like if I was already feeling ostracized from my family and they don't care about me, they forget me. Mm -hmm. And then I was forced to live with my grandma and grandpa for a year. I don't think I would ever want to be a part of that family ever again. No, definitely not. I would, I would, I know me, I would build so much resentment. Yeah. So much. Well, and then to circle back to you on one of the things that the dad said, did the dad say that he had to be held back by his other kids? Otherwise he was going to beat his child. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, it's the, it's a mess all around. Mess. That's, that's also like, even the kids who are being favorited, that's still, all of that's still traumatizing to them too. Especially if they notice, like, if they're like, why, like, why is our mom leaving this child out? Is it, because and who knows what they think when they're young are they thinking okay let's lead by example and do the same thing are they thinking this is messed up and I feel really guilty like all of this has an impact on everybody in the family which is why I think everyone in the family needs to really work on building again as a family and having professional help Mm -hmm. I agree so edit I mentioned in my post that his mother loves him and that her favoritism was almost not noticeable. His siblings made the same observation, and both of them love him too. He is not in Siberia. He is in the care of his grandparents, and sooner or later he will return home. To the Christmas tree. I will ask her how she could forget him, after I specifically asked her to include him more. I have many questions, but not now. She was just assaulted in her own home by her own son. The thing about that comment her favoritism was almost not noticeable. It was noticeable to Josh. Yeah. And microaggressions fucking suck because then it's like, like he said in his comment, then you can't call her out, but it just continues and it eats away at him and it, and it plays in his character and his, who he is as at such a young age. So everyone just needs to take more accountability here. Quick update. I talked to my wife. She thinks Josh should return home in a week or two under the condition that she's not alone with him until she trusts him again. She also demands therapy for him and has agreed to family therapy if Josh's therapist wants it. Non-negotiable. Yeah. Family fucking therapy. Yeah. Non-negotiable. If his... You guys need it. Yeah. Come on. She says Josh was in the living room when they were about to decorate, but left the room. She thought he was going to the toilet or something like that and that he would come back in a minute. She swears that she forgot to look after him when he didn't return. At this point, I don't believe her. Mm. Update two. 
Josh and his mom talked on the phone, his grandma's phone, in the early morning. He apologized for his actions and she accepted it. They agreed to have a real conversation when he returns home on Friday. She now agrees to family therapy and therapy for Josh. Good. Okay. So there's a little bit of like progress. Resolutions in the like, play. Like yeah. not not a happy ending, mm-hmm. obviously, but this is like the beginning of like putting in the work to fix yeah. their family. Absolutely. Oh wow. Yeah, wow. That was that was a heavy one. Cause it's like, I mean, as we mentioned at first, we need to address the assault that is scary and that's crossing the line but then we wanted to go back and talk about well there's a lot to unpack yeah and I like that you said I don't ever want to victim blame too but like we do need to look at the dynamics because this is a child this is not like a 25 year old this is a 14 year old Mm -hmm. who is in excruciating pain it's so what it seems to to get to that place yeah Unless on his own, you know, we don't know. We're not diagnosing him. Like, we can't diagnose him. We didn't, we weren't there. So, like, unless there's something deeper where she's really not favoriting, it's a misunderstanding, but he's taking it that way and he's dealing with shit. Who knows? But, like, from what we're reading from the story, yes, family therapy. Let's work this out. For sure. Okay. A lot of these are going to be a little heavy today, but let's move on to one that's a little lighter. A little crazier oh okay (laughs) (laughs) shit one of this week's partners is beam let me tell you about beam's dream powder when you're having a tough time falling asleep or staying asleep this is gonna be your body it's amazing it tastes like hot cocoa and it just puts you in this nice little mood to go to bed Today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, their science-backed healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Better sleep has never tasted better. The first time I had it, I loved the flavor. And just like Morgan said, it just kind of lullabies you right to sleep. It's the best. Did you have any next day grogginess? No. You wake up the next day just ready to go. And that's probably because Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. We loved the hot cocoa flavor, but there's a few others that are on my list to try, like chocolate peanut butter, cinnamon cocoa, sea salt caramel. Caramel? Caramel? And there's only 15 calories and zero grams of sugar. And the numbers don't lie. In a clinical study, 93% of participants reported Dream helped them get better sleep. If you want to try Beam's best-selling Dream Powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash THT and use code THT at checkout. That's shopbeam.com slash THT and use code THT for up to 40% off. Okay, this one is coming from our very own Two Hot Takes subreddit. It is titled, Am I the asshole for punishing my boyfriend with no sex after he wouldn't pay for my birth control? I, 20 female, have been with my boyfriend for a year. I have a three-month subscription to birth control, which costs around 39 pounds for three months. Last time my pills were due, I had no money. I'd gotten a call from my mom who was incredibly sick and had to spend time in the hospital. She asked if I could take care of my siblings and pets. I left the next day. It was much more expensive than I had anticipated. The train ticket costs nearly 100 pounds on its own. I also did food shopping, and overall, the three-week trip cost me just under 400. My mom paid me back in full, but I had no money for my birth control subscription. I asked my boyfriend to send me the money, 
but he said no. I explained the situation, and he said that a, quote, a lack of planning on your part doesn't constitute an emergency on my part. I got really mad and said I was taking care of my family and not fucking about spending my money irresponsibly. He said no and that I am not entitled to his money. When I got back to our place, two weeks off of birth control, he tried to initiate sex. I said no. He asked why. Me. I'm not on birth control. Him. But I've missed you and I'm horny. Ew. Me. Oh well, you'll have to wait until next month when my pills arrive. In three weeks' time. He got upset and said I was weaponizing sex Good. and being financially controlling. Am I the asshole? No. What a loser. Leave him. Run. Like, actual loser. I think it should be the bare minimum. If you're on birth control because you have a long-term partner or any partner, like, it's different if you're just, like, single and hooking up, then it's it's kind of weird to expect from someone, but— or maybe not. Maybe you request $5 I mean, from each person. But I think if you have a long-term partner and you're using, um, you know, condoms or birth control or you need an emergency that's what I'm contraceptive, saying. I think those are things that should be split. I think, I think at least. Yeah, I think that, well, okay. I personally think that it's completely the guy should always be offering it because think about it. If you don't want a baby, guess who has the complete control and say— the girly who's carrying the baby so like if once if she gets pregnant because you didn't buy her plan b and then you're upset and you're trying to tell her to get an abortion which some people will never do that some people think they'll do it but once they are pregnant their motherly instincts like kick in and they're like no absolutely not mm -hmm. so it's like if you don't want to have a baby then it's <laughs> then how could you not be upfront pain for anything to prevent that? Whether that's always having, you know, condoms or like, you know, offering to help out with birth control, either split it or pay for it. But like, even like you said, like somebody who's doing like, like as like a one night stand, like the guy, in my opinion, would be stupid if he did not use protection. And then she said like, hey, I'm a little bit worried that we didn't use protection. And if he didn't immediately offer to buy a plan B pill, like I don't unless he's OK with the child coming to the world is just like, it's up to you. Like then it's like then it's on you, you know, like, <laughs> dude, like, if I had a dick, I would do everything within my power to not to get be someone safe. accidentally pregnant. Yeah. Like the fact that dudes just go around raw dogging stuff. <laughs> <laughs> gross <laughs> and like don't it just don't let people raw dog you guys like don't, don't do it dude i love how you said stuff because i i don't know if this was a fake quote i think i might have fact checked it later and it was <laughs> but it was like like something like adriana lima or like one of the uh supermodels and someone interviewed her and says like how does it feel that men are falling over so you know like in in love with you and like want you and she's like well Sometimes I think it's flattering, but then I remember that they would also <laughs> put their dick inside a hamburger. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, stop. Or, like, or she says, or she said something like, but then I also know that, yeah, like they would, they'd, they'd screw a hamburger and then I'm not as flattered. It was something like that. Yeah. And I don't even know, like this, 
I could so see that. Though. It could be it could be completely false. It might even it's probably not even that model specifically. It's probably not even true. I don't know, but I remember seeing that quote. It made me laugh so hard. And I so, love it. Yeah. I mean, guys fuck coconuts. Like we. This is an iconic. Oh, so, that, oh, so that's what was happening in the coconut story. Yeah, okay. you'll get there. You'll get there. But yeah, stuff like don't raw dog, especially other people. Don't raw dog. Like unless you've both been tested at the same time, and then you're only fucking each other like yeah just don't do it mm. safe sex um god what was i gonna say though sorry oh no i saw um a carrie fisher quote though uh from you know a show she went on and carrie fisher is the actress that played princess leia and she was talking about um bumping into a fan and the fan was like oh my god you're princess leia i thought about you every day from the time i was 12 sometimes three times a day basically implying like I was using you and she turns to the girl who now played um Ray in the the newer ones and she goes so at least you have this to look forward to oh no just like oh gross but yeah I I think it's more than fair to like ask to split it ask to pay for it hey it's you know you're my partner this is what us having sex looks like and for her to be so responsible and be like no I'm I'm just not having sex. Like I'm, that's not Mm -hmm. safe. Good for you. And also, okay. Weaponizing sex. It's like, here's the thing. The thing is, is like, I think it'd be weaponizing. Like maybe you could put it as weaponizing if like, actually, I don't even know if I would say that at all. The thing about his use of saying weaponizing sex is interesting to me because she doesn't want to have sex with you. So why is that weaponizing it? She does not want to sleep with you in that moment. And now you're actually weaponizing that phrase. He's being a crybaby. Yeah, because it's like, like, it's like she doesn't want to. She's having, she wants to have safe sex and you didn't want to support her on those endeavors. So why do you think that you're entitled to her body whenever you're ready? She doesn't want you. You're the one that's actually being super manipulative and trying to coerce her by gaslighting her and, and shifting the blame onto her Thank by you. saying she's weaponizing sex. Thank you. She's doing the exact opposite. Yeah. She doesn't want sex. Yeah. She's being responsible. Mm-hmm. And you should have paid for the birth control. You should have helped out. I think I'm just getting such an ick from him. Me just too. him being like something about like spending money, like your lack of planning doesn't constitute an emergency on his part. And the fact that he said, I'm not entitled to his money. This is a person that you get stuck with and you marry and you build a life with. And then it's like they nickel and dime you, your whole relationship. You're not entitled to my money. This is 39 pounds. Yeah. For three months. Yeah. What's that a day? Mm-hmm. What's 90? What's 39 divided by 90? What's that, 50 cents a day? Yeah, don't do not do this to me. Don't give me math problems. You know this. Well, now I just got to know. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I love the the answers. 39 divided by 90. Uh, it's about 43 cents a day. Okay. So give her the money and shut the fuck up. And if you can't afford it, then hey, you're just not having sex for a little bit. Focus on more intimate things. You can still go down on each other. Have fun. There you go. Uh, a lot of people were like, you're trolling. Um, it's free with the NHS. So OP did have an edit and added an image of their birth control order, 63 tablets, E35 pounds. I'm sure there's tax. To everyone insisting I'm lying and trying to bamboozle this subreddit, read the edit. 
Uh, just quick trigger warning, this edit does contain talks of sexual assault. I know birth control is free on the NHS. I choose to buy from Boots online because it was an awful traumatic experience trying to get birth control the first time. I was 18. I was humiliated and re-traumatized. They asked me, I last had sex when I was 12, and if I've had any abortions, what other medication I was on. I explained I had been assaulted at 12 and had gotten gonorrhea. The nurse, I was at a hospital at this point, called in her coworker to check if it was correct and then proceeded to imply I had lied because 12-year-olds don't get gonorrhea. Every time I went for a checkup for about a year, I had to explain that I was raped and got an STD as a child because for some reason, doctors don't realize that can happen, question mark, question mark, and always implied I had lied or got dates slash years wrong. That's not even getting to the blood pressure checks, taking time off work, skipping uni, reviews, etc. I'd rather spend the money than be re-traumatized over and over. I'm not spreading misinformation. I'm not lying. I'm not trying to rage bait. Damn. Edit two. Can people please stop suggesting condoms like my boyfriend is going to combust if we don't fuck immediately? We use them. I refuse to have sex without birth control. Edit three. Wow, people commenting anal handjobs, blowjobs exist are missing the point of the post. If I don't want to engage in sexual activity because I'm recovering from being a caretaker, the stress of almost losing a parent and my boyfriend and I's agreement since day one, no birth control equals no sex, whatever position or act you suggest in your infinite wisdom is useless to yeah, me. Yeah, right. Bottom line. Yeah. And I said, oh, you can go down on, you know, if you want to, but right. the bottom line is she doesn't want to. Birth yeah. control is like in her head that makes her feel safe. It makes her feel comfortable to have sex mm -hmm. and that's the bottom line and that's the thing i think that like when it comes to like sexual activity in general it, you want to feel completely comfortable with your partner and you want to feel like they are you're a team you're in it together they're you know a protector for you and so i think that it, like i used to hate the phrase of like getting the ick and whatnot but it's just like she probably feels unattracted to him right now I would I would be I feel unattracted to him right now yeah <laughs> like and so if she doesn't want if she's not attracted enough to him right now to have sex with him then she doesn't have to be pressured to no so and and don't ever let anyone pressure you exactly ever craziness um this would definitely the rose colored glasses would be coming off with this yeah. one and if I started to notice more red flags, mm -hmm. like this is a pretty big one for me. Me too. Um, but if this is like the only issue, then maybe they it's not work through it. Maybe it's not breakup worthy. Yeah. But definitely. Um, top comment. When he complained about being horny, you should have dropped a crisp quote. A lack of planning on your part doesn't constitute a risk of pregnancy on mine. Bingo. Yeah. That's the next comment too. Bingo. Just, Birth control is both partners. Did he say too, like, you're not entitled to my money? Yeah. Something like that. Literally. Like, well, you're not entitled to my body. That's what I would have said. Done. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> okay. Moving along. Okay. Okay. So this next one is five days old. It is titled, am I the asshole for causing my friend to have an allergic reaction after finding out she's been sleeping with my ex-boyfriend? Throw away and change names, even though the people I know would probably recognize this story. I, 24 female, have been with my boyfriend, John, 23 male, for a little over a year. We met after a close friend, let's call her Isabel, 23 female, introduced him to our friend group, and things developed quickly between John and I, while Isabel and John remained close. This was no problem to me at the time, as I always viewed their friendship as purely platonic. 
But as it turns out, I was very wrong. Suspicions of their affair started after I noticed John mentioning Isabel more often than usual and them exchanging looks and giggling whenever we hung out together. When I mentioned it, John would reassure me it's just an inside joke and me knowing would ruin the fun of it. Also, John would also unpromptly offer that Isabel can stay at our apartment, we have a guest room, after long nights out, with Isabel, fortunately, always declining. This started around a month ago. A short while later, John started staying late for work, stating that he wants to accumulate overtime so we can spend more time around the holidays together. I know John hates working longer than required, as he already comes home stressed out and tired from his normal shift. To prove my suspicions, I came up with a plan. Everybody in our friend group knows that Isabel has a slight peanut allergy. We have seen her allergic reactions, and they're definitely not fun, but they also aren't life-threatening. Facial swelling and redness. So last week while grocery shopping, I got some peanut butter under the pretense I wanted to try out a new recipe I saw on TikTok. Two days ago, John and I got up in the morning, and during breakfast, he exclaimed that he would be working late again. This is when I took the peanut butter out of the cupboard and ate two slices of toast with lots of peanut butter. But before he left, I offered to perform oral sex on him, explaining it with only seeing him very late in the evening and not being able to wait until he's back. He happily agreed, even though this caused him to be late and cost him some of that hard-earned overtime. And I went down on him before he went to work. This is when the fallout happens. Later that evening, the group chat is informed by John that Isabel has been hospitalized. She was released the same day, and John is bombarding my phone with messages and calls accusing me of poisoning Isabel on purpose. Since I never eat peanut butter or blow him in the morning, he must have put two and two together. And that I could have killed her for something I should have just talked to him about. I don't feel like this was something I needed to be mature about and talk it out. And since Isabel and I have been close since elementary school, she betrayed my trust even more than John did. She deserved most of the revenge. Isabel probably talked to our mutuals about it since I've been kicked out of the group chat and nobody is responding to my text. So, am I the asshole? (laughs) Oh, wow. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) well she's clever (laughs) crazy she's clever (laughs) um dude that's fucking wild um he didn't wash his dick is like like the grossest part of this like she is this was absolutely like you could be this could be like you could be charges could be pressed but okay, but here's here's the thing though is because when I first heard this story, because yes, this is obviously crazy. This is dangerous. It's not okay. However, she's under the impression from everybody in her life, right? They're like, just friends. That they're just friends. That that he's staying late at work. So it's like if she genuinely didn't know that he was cheating on her then what she did, there was nothing wrong with what she did. If she genuinely was so wrong with her suspicion, then there'd be nothing wrong with what she did, right? You know what I mean? So like, yes, it's crazy because she did it with the idea of like trying to find out 
if someone's cheating. But like, if you look at it from a bigger picture, it's like, well, if everyone was being honest here, then she didn't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? Because if you eat eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then you go down on Justin, like (laughs) there's no issue with that, right? But then if Justin went and like with some other girl who was allergic and then she had to go to the hospital and then you'd be like, oh my God, I had no idea, right? Like, so it's like, yes, it was malicious and it was wrong, but also it's interesting how, I don't know, it's, it's, I think, well, (laughs) and from an outsider's perspective, we know her intent. We know her thought process behind mm-hmm. this. Yeah. That's why it's like, girl, like yeah. you caught a, you should have pumped the brakes and reined it in a little bit on this one. Like, yeah. Maybe just, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's really tough, but it's because we know her intent because if this was like an right. accident, no, obviously you of wouldn't course. be the asshole if this was an accident. Your partner cheated on you, but it's because we know the intent. Yeah. I just think it's nasty. Like you literally mm-hmm. got a blowjob she had peanut butter lips, whatever this yeah. was, and you didn't wash your dick before you went and fucked someone else, which also means he was raw dogging her. Or she did oral on him too. Mm, there could be that. Yeah. But I, if this were me and like everyone like took me out of the group chat, I would literally make a new group chat with everyone and be like, hey, just so you know, I just happen to have peanut butter toast and gave him head. The reason she had an allergic reaction is because they're fucking. Yeah. I didn't try to poison her. Right. Like, I would, which, okay, but then, but you're then lying, she'd be lying. But, yeah. <laughs> but like it, these two, like everyone sucks here. Yeah. But this is true. Everyone you, definitely sucks in this one. You're definitely like, like Crazy. this is not okay. This is no. press charges. Yeah. Certifiably, like you need to go talk to someone. Well, I will say that I thought it was a little bit worse because I thought from the story that she like literally mixed in like peanuts or something Mm. in, I don't know, like to get back at her for cheating. Yeah. And so that's when I was like, that's absolutely fucking insane. This was for her to like figure out if he's cheating and it's still fucking insane. But I, um, what is it going to say about that? Oh, what she did say, which I still don't think like you, you don't know what can happen. Like people can go into cardiac arrest and have random crazy things happen to them. That. So it's like, it's like, you can't just say that. Like I get that in her head. She's like, I've known this girl for so long. It is not life threatening. It's just an inconvenience. Allergies it's, can change overnight. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I get that her intention may not to be as crazy as it sounds to us, mm-hmm. which is why she's probably like, well, all I did was, you know, give her a little bit of a flare just to find out if my, you know, if I'm being lied to and cheated on. And so that's why she probably doesn't think it's, it's crazy. But when you look at it from an outside perspective, it's like, this is crazy dangerous and you just don't know what can happen to people. And what if she did die? Like, what if she did die? Then how, like, how, how would you feel? Charges would, she would be, this would be manslaughter. This would be a manslaughter charge. Like, didn't you, um, I think we were just talking about it at like the little girls holiday get together about the um, Visine killer. Mm. She killed her friend. Oh, you mentioned by poisoning her with Visine drops. That's what this is giving. It's insane. Like, don't fuck with don't people. Don't fuck with that. Yeah. If you want to confront them, go find him after work and walk in on them. Yeah. And like, if you're feeling like this is like something's going on. Trust your gut. Yeah. Like, trust your gut. We are so intuitive. Yeah. And that's the thing is that, like, it's so unfortunate, but cheating does happen. And it's 
And if people are going to cheat on you, lie to you, then they don't deserve your time and you walk away. Like, I know that revenge can sound really ideal, but it also can put you in a really shitty place where you just feel even worse. Mm -hmm. And look at her now. She's exiled from everyone when when it should be the other way around. Right. You know, like it should be like she has her friends and those two can go run off and be by themselves. But now it's like, look at what her revenge did to her. Now she's alone writing on Reddit, asking questions. So it's just as much as anger is behind when some when people that you love the most betray you and cheat on you. It's like, unfortunately, people are people and they'll they'll get what they deserve. Like, it's not your job to give it to them. So it's always going to be better to just move along. Yeah. Top comment on the original post is gross that he didn't wash beforehand. Next comment. Yeah. Rancid day old peanut butter dick. Wouldn't like the Isabel, what's her name? Whatever. Isabella. Like, wouldn't she be disgusted to know that too? Like you're he really wash. like, cause I bet he's saying like, Oh, we have like a non-sexual relationship. Don't worry. Like I'm just doing it until our lease is up or some bullshit, you know? But how gross would that be to know that he was sexual with somebody else that exact same day and didn't even wash himself off? Like even for the, the other woman, it's like, that would be offensive. It's nasty. <laughs> yeah. It's so nasty. So this was um, reposted on another sub too. And there's a little bit of an edit. She assured us on multiple occasions that peanuts don't come close to killing her. I don't know why she went to the hospital this time. Usually she just waits it out. And like we said, allergies can change. Like mm -hmm. you can get stung by a bee and, you know, have an allergic reaction. But then the 10th time could cause you to go into anaphylactic shock. Like yeah. it, allergies are crazy and it's just nothing to mess with. Yeah. And it's just, I also think, there's a lot of things that happen. Like I was mentioning, you know, going into cardiac arrest for something, some other smaller issue. It's, I don't know. I've just, the, I don't know if it's the older we get or the more people we know, but there's been a lot of people that I've known of lately that have just died, like completely healthy. I know. And it's what feels like out of nowhere. So that's why something like this, you don't mess around with that. Don't do it. So the top comment on the other subreddit this was posted on is the friend gets hospitalized and the cheating boyfriend gets meat munched twice in one day. He won. Ew. <laughs> just people. Just fucking yeah. wild. I've never heard that phrase before. Meat munched. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But be careful with Visine, you guys, if you see people have Visine, um, I know they don't even let it in the clubs in Vegas anymore because Visine and like some eye drops can also be used as date rape drugs. Wow. So just that's another thing we have to watch out for. But I just saw this little thing. It's actually a scrunchie and then it opens up into a drink cover that a straw can go through. Mm -hmm. And I really want to order one of those. I think it just like, granted, I don't really ever leave my drink alone. Like even if I go to the bathroom, I take it with me, which is yeah. probably gross for some people. But, but it makes it still... Like, it makes it harder for people to yeah. make an attempt because yeah, exactly. I mean, you you know that one time when I had my drink to the left of me, it was still in my hand, but I'm turned people to can the be quick. Yeah, I'm turned to the right. There was a bunch of guys on the left side that kept kind of like 
hollering like and I'm, I was not interested in talking to them. I was talking to my friends. I'm facing you and whoever else. It could have been so easy to just drop whatever they dropped into my drink. I had this really weird reaction, right? Like very soon after that to the point where I <laughs> you guys is I might have said this before. I don't know. But it was during Christmas time. I'm wearing like flashy Christmas lights and I just started sweating and I felt like the flashes were just in my face and I'm like, I got to go. I, I didn't even want to tell anyone. I'm just like, I got to get out of here. Didn't we leave? Yeah. yeah. And then you ran after me and you were like, what are you doing? I'm like, I, I don't know what's happening to me. I got to go. And then you were like, I'll go with you. And so I hate when people Irish goodbye. Yeah. Well, I was panicking. They put something in my drink for no, sure. You so. Yeah. You definitely got roofied. I don't know if it was roofied, but it was they did something. They put something in my drink. It I was, feel like anything Maybe the term has evolved, mm. at least in my head. Oh, okay. But anytime someone puts something in your drink that shouldn't belong there, yeah. I call I'm just like okay, that's roofing. That's fair. But I know there's roofalin, so it's like yeah. it's confusing. But that's how I use the term. Right. Okay, moving along. Mm-hmm. Another one of this week's partners is Embrace Pet Insurance. We all love our pets, and a part of loving them is making sure they have the best quality vet care you can get. Regular shots, emergency visits when they eat your socks. I mean, you name it. You got to be prepared. And a part of being prepared is pet insurance. Justin's roommate has a dog. Her name is June. June is the most accident-prone puppy I've ever met. What has June dealt with? Right from the beginning, she started with all sorts of complications, things I've never even heard of. She had a shaky paw and all sorts of things. And then lately now has decided to chew up an entire plastic Frisbee and swallow the plastic chunks. You know, you name it and she's done it. And the pet insurance that her owner has had has saved him time and time again. With Embrace Pet Insurance, you can visit any vet or emergency clinic. And if you have multiple pets, you even get a 10% multi-pet discount. And whether you have a dog or cat, Embrace Pet Insurance offers customized plans that are going to fit your pet's exact needs. So don't wait for the unexpected to happen. Join the massive community of pet owners who trust Embrace Pet Insurance to protect their pet. Head to EmbracePetInsurance.com slash THD and sign up for pet insurance today. Make sure to go to EmbracePetInsurance.com slash THD or else they won't know we sent you. That's EmbracePetInsurance.com slash THD. Next one, also coming from our Two Hot Takes subreddit. 26 days old, titled, Am I the asshole for telling my parents the only way I will let them meet my son is if they give me their dog to put down? I do not in any way want to harm my parents' dog. When I left for university, I had to leave my dog behind with my parents. I was the last kid out of the house, and they liked their empty nest. To make sure it was super empty, they put down my dog. She was a six-year-old beagle basset cross in perfect health. I had rescued her. I got a job to pay for her food and vet. Before I left, I quintuple-checked with my parents that they were okay taking care of her while I was at school. Whoa. They were not. They told me she got out of the yard and was hit by a car. I found out the truth from my brother, and I cut them out of my life. Wow. They killed my best friend. My friend from high school had offered to take her, but I didn't want to have her get attached and then have to fight to get my dog back. I honestly thought I could trust my parents. It's been eight years since I've talked to them. Wow. They were not invited to my wedding, and I do not attend family gatherings where they are. I have a three-month-old son now with my husband. My brother and his family were over to meet him, and he asked me if I'm ever going to forgive our parents. I said no. My mom contacted me and asked what it would take for me to forgive them and let them meet their grandson. They have a French bulldog puppy. 
I said that if they gave me their dog so I could have it put down, then I would forgive them. She said I was being ridiculous and that was not going to happen. I told her she cares more about a dog than her family, which is what she always accuses me of. My brother says I'm being an asshole. They made a stupid mistake, but that it should be forgiven. I'm never going to get over it. Am I the asshole? Oh, I can't believe her parents did that. It's so fucked up. I can't believe a vet would do that. And I hope, yeah. I really hope, like, I don't even know if vets can do this. I feel like I've seen a vet tech story about someone bringing in a cat to put down and they, they ended up keeping it. But maybe the people ended up giving permission. But I hope to God a vet would not put down an animal that doesn't need that's to insane. be put down like this. Right. That's insane. Um yeah, you would think that they would be like, we can bring this animal, this animal's healthy. We can bring it to the shelter and have the animal be adopted. Like, why are you wanting to put this animal down? That seems, I can't believe that's allowed, to be honest. But uh, in terms of if she's asking if she's the asshole, well, if she actually did that, then yes, she would be the asshole. Mm-hmm. But I think if she was just saying that to try to make a point so they could finally register it in their head, then that's a different story. But if like they agreed to it and she actually took the puppy and like killed the puppy, then yes, you're 100% the asshole. Like that doesn't, you know, that doesn't take, that doesn't fix what happened. That's another innocent animal that's being like, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I'm just so fucking mad. At which part? All of it. Me too. I think it's bullshit. And like, I don't, I think it's like really, really fucked up. The fact that they have a puppy right now. Yeah. You didn't want a dog, but now you got a fucking puppy. And I think there is a really warm place in hell for people that will drop their old dogs off at the shelter because they want a new puppy. That's insane. I didn't think people did that. Oh, so, so much. People like, I feel like a lot of the animals I saw at the Burbank Animal Shelter when I went were owner surrenders. Like, it's really sad. And I know life circumstances happened. You lose your job. You lose your house. And sometimes that's the best thing for your animal. Mm -hmm. But if you're giving up an animal to get another one, especially a new shiny puppy, fuck you. Yeah. That is that is wild. I didn't I didn't know that that happened. Yeah. You should be banned from getting animals. Yeah. No, these these parents are absolutely insane. I don't know who fucking does that. Who does that? I. I honestly, it's, it sucks that she doesn't have her parents in her life anymore, but I don't blame her. Like, that is insane. Totally justified. Who does that to somebody? Especially when you know how much they love this animal. She even said it was her best, her best friend. Yeah. It's like, I had a, when I moved here, I couldn't bring Sunny with and I begged my mom to keep her and my mom really didn't want to. If I found out that my mom had Sunny killed I would, I don't know how I would look at her the same. Like, I just wouldn't. No. You, like, if anything, if you really don't want the animal, then you just don't accept the animal. You say, I'm sorry, you're on your own. You have to figure it out. We are not accepting this animal. I don't want the animal. You don't just go and have it killed. How crazy are you? Like, that's insane. Why didn't they at least just ask her, like, hey, we really, we've tried. The dog isn't working out. You know, we want to travel. We're busy. Can you you know, find another spot for your dog. Why couldn't you just have that simple conversation? Yeah. 
what insane. the fuck is wrong in your head? I wonder how horrible they felt when they told her that the dog was hit by a car and then watching her ball her eyes out. I don't think they felt bad. I think these people are a little little screw loose. Screwy. They're a little screwy. That's I wonder, the word I'm looking for. Screwy. Yeah. Does she ever say that she would actually do that, though? Because I can't imagine... Like, I, it, just with the other story, that doesn't... That's not the solution. No. So I hope that she was just trying to put that in their head to make them understand the pain of it. Yeah. If she actually would go forward with it, then it's like, what makes you any, you know, better? Because that's, you're taking yeah. away an innocent animal's life for no reason just because you're upset. Yeah. So I um, I am mistaken. The post I'm reading off of is coming from the Two Hot Takes subreddit. This is a repost from AITAH. Hmm. So the post was removed from the moderator's or- moderators on there and so good job for someone posting it on THT thank you for that KMJ1027 (laughs) Um, so there are some comments on OP's account Uh, a lot of people like didn't read the fact that like OP literally said I do not want to harm my parents dog in any way like that was the first line on the post Mm, Um, yeah I didn't even I think it was more so like like even if the parents would have been like okay fine here's our dog I don't think OP would have done it that's what I'm saying I'm like if she if she if she just did that to make them think and then if they handed the dog over she was like no I'm not gonna do this yeah then that's a different story but if she actually would go through with it like there's that's not okay (laughs) yeah so lots of comments from OP on this one Uh, this comment was deleted but OP goes it is manipulative when they say it to me that I cut them out of my life for putting my dog down. You are absolutely correct. And as for leaving her behind, I never expected to get a scholarship to my dream school. I was planning on going to school while I lived at home. Someone goes, you're the asshole. I want to focus specifically on what's happening now and not your parents killing your dog because they're clearly assholes for that, but it's not the main focus of the post. Well, it's not the main focus because she asked at the end, am I the asshole for saying this to my parents? But it kind of is the main focus. Like, this is the whole context that, like, they're cut out of her life right. because they killed her dog. Right. Yeah, the problem is like, oh, well, let me see my grandson. But they're not connected at all. Yeah. Because of point A. Right. No, of course. It is it is like the meat and substance of the post for sure. But, like, I feel like what they're potentially trying to say is that you're asking a question, am I the asshole for saying that I want to kill their puppy? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think I'm assuming that's what the commenter means. So you went no contact with them and that's your choice. I probably would have done the same thing. It's been eight years and you absolutely don't have to forgive them. Killing a dog for no reason is despicable. Right. Telling them to kill their dog and saying that if they don't, they care more about the dog than their family makes you the asshole. I know you don't actually mean it when you say that. As you said at the top of the post, you don't want to hurt the dog. But saying it just to prove a point is cruel. You should have just said nothing could make you forgive them or not talk to them at all. And OP replies, they are choosing their dog over family. And the person responds, yeah, and I would too if my only options were killing my puppy or seeing my grandchild. And OP goes, and that's fine, but they should not give me shit for cutting them out of my life for putting my dog down. Yeah, she's trying to make them really register it. I think so, so too. Because they haven't gotten it after all these years. Exactly. I'm sure it's been a very continued conversation of like, just get over it. Exactly. You're choosing a dead dog over your family. Exactly. We're family. Yeah. That classic, we're family. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, 
saying that is extreme, but I, I get what she was trying to do. And I didn't realize that she mentioned that in the first part of the first line that yeah. she wouldn't harm them. Yeah. So we yes. do find out more too. Um, so someone just like is like, you're the asshole. Your parents are obviously awful. Um, if you aren't going to forgive them, just say that and go no contact. Um, they go on to say, I see you said you don't want to harm the dog. Then why offer up a choice when there really isn't a choice? What would you do if you found out they put their dog down in the hopes of seeing their grandchild? Would you let them back in your life? Which is why I said they had to give me it to do it. I do not want that dog hurt or for them to lie and rehome it and try to trick me. So if they give you their dog, are you going to let them see your kid? If the answer is no, then just say you don't forgive them and leave it at that. And Opie goes, I would keep the dog and let them meet my son. Hmm. Which honestly, I like this. I don't think they're capable of having a puppy and a dog because the first time things got hard or it was inconvenient for them, they put a dog down. Right. What's going to happen to this dog? OP would probably be a better dog owner. Yeah. I'm, 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 blah, blah, blah. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they hand Fucking it. stuttering over here. I'm so frustrated. <laughs> I'm like in my own world. I didn't even notice what happened. So <laughs> I sound just, like Porky the pig. That's all folks. No, not that I was in my own world. I, that was the wrong phrase, but I was just so, it didn't phase me at all. Like that sounded like normal. Just like, <laughs> Hey, how's it going? <laughs> oh man. Not shook by that. Uh, okay. Until you started laughing at yourself. I'm like, ah, oh, yes, that was a funny little thing you did with your lips. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing it over here. Okay, moving along. Another one of this week's partners is Masterclass. Justin and I are just about to finish our house, you guys, but I had no idea where to begin with design, textiles, tile. I mean, you name it. This house needed everything. But Masterclass came in and I was able to watch experts design classes. Shay McGee's has been one of my favorite and it's really helped me turn my house into a home while also looking amazing. And if you're looking for a gift for someone else or yourself this season, Masterclass is gonna be the answer because they they have a BOGO. Everyone loves a BOGO. And Masterclass is also a really meaningful gift. No matter who is on your list, this is going to be such a great gift for that person. They're going to find something they love on Masterclass. There's over 180 instructors with 11 categories like art and entertainment, business, community and government, design and style, food. I mean, how many foodies are out there? And Gordon Ramsay teaches classes. These experts are your personal instructors and they're going to help you reach whatever level you're trying to get to. I've really loved Masterclass and I think you or anyone else in your life could too. So this holiday season, give one annual membership and get one free at masterclass.com slash THT. Right now, you can get two memberships for the price of one at masterclass.com slash THT. Masterclass.com slash THT. Offer terms apply. This is coming from Relationship Advice. It is two days old. Also dog-related. My 29 male boyfriend takes advantage of being a golden retriever and I, 28 female, am fed up. I, 28 female, have been with my boyfriend for six years. We've been living together for the past two. He's a giant, dorky, handsome gamer with a naive, childlike heart. Recently, he went on a work trip with a new colleague, 29 female, and came back on cloud nine. Shortly after, I noticed he was hiding his phone. I asked if he noticed he was doing so. He said, quote, oh, no. A few days later, I explicitly asked him if he was texting his colleague. He said yes, and I lied before when you asked because I didn't want you to get the wrong idea. 
We had been going through some other relationship issues related to his avoidant attachment, so I believed him, but asked if he could slow down building this new relationship as we work to fix ours. He agreed. He's a golden retriever. He just wanted everyone to be happy. Two days later, I felt what can only be explained as women's intuition, or maybe it was the bad falafel. I asked to see his phone, which I've never done. Sure enough, Hundreds of photos were shared with the colleague over the last few weeks and messages shared with her while I was left on read. I asked to see Instagram and he added and DM'd her mere hours after I had asked him to slow things down. I thought the messages were flirtatious, talking about showers, how it's dangerous to go against HR and add her on Insta, but he assured me that he was not capable of that. Again, he's just a cuddly dog. A week later, he told me that he told his colleague that I was uncomfortable with their relationship. I wish he hadn't aired our problems out to her or blamed me. Then he asked me if he could start texting her out of work hours again. He feels bad that he made things awkward. All throughout this, he still neglected our underlying relationship problems and instead prioritized her and her needs. When I call him out, It's my fault for assuming such a lovable guy could be capable of such calculated betrayal. (laughs) He's close friends with two of his exes, so I don't have a problem with him having female friends. But this is different. Am I overreacting or just stupid? You're not overreacting. Mm -mm. That's what people do. Like, me? I'm just a cuddly golden retriever. Who? Like, you know what I mean? Like, playing dumb like that? Come on. If you feel it in your gut, you've been with him for how long now and you're feeling in your gut that something is off and the messages are talking about showering and stuff like that. I mean, at least he showed you all the messages like there's that. That's good. But like even if there's nothing technically crossing the line right now, it seems like they both have that in their head that there's potential for it to cross the line later. If you know what I mean. I mean, if I was if I was this person And I had just met somebody, a guy, very recently, and he has a serious girlfriend that he lives with. And then I found out that she was uncomfortable with how often we talk. I would be like, you know, she probably has a point. We probably talk a little too often. Um, And if you guys aren't in a good place right now, that's probably not healthy for anyone. You know, like, let's say that this coworker, let's say she's single. Like if I was in that situation and if I was single and I started talking to this guy and like we get along so well and we're laughing and we're DMing and texting all the time. And then I find out he's a girlfriend. It's like, I would want to back off. I would too. You know, like it just feels like you can be friends with someone without talking about showers and, oh, it's dangerous. HR is going to find out. It's like that. mm. It's just, I think it's a really bad place to put yourself in if you're having relationship issues if you had like the sturdy like let's say it's like you and Justin like you guys have one of the sturdiest relationships uh, that I know of like from you know like you not that I know of with you guys I mean that I know of in general yes let me do that one more time (laughs) I was good (laughs) no you don't need to and if he had somebody that he was texting or you know 
a coworker and he was talking to her this often, you might kind of be like, well, this is strange. But you also would be like, but it's fine because we're in a really good place. Mm -hmm. Maybe depending on exactly what those messages look like and how frequent it was. Yeah, it's all about context. Exactly. But like if you're not in a, if you and Justin were having like a lot of issues and you guys were on like the brinks and you're like trying to figure this out, make sure that you guys are having a sturdy relationship. That is not helping. And if he's going to like ask like for your permission, can I talk like text her outside of work hours again? It's like, can you focus on us? Like, wh- why is this person feel like more of a priority than me? You left me on red in all these moments when you were responding to her, sending her pictures and laughing back. It seems like you're not invested in me. It seems like you're more invested in her. I don't care if you say that there's nothing flirty going on and you're not capable of it. This still doesn't feel good. Even if it was like your guy friend, your guy, like his guy friend was like messaging him and he was responding to all of the messages, the guy friend and laughing at his phone and not responding to you. You'd still be like, what the heck? This doesn't feel good. We're already having issues in our relationship and mm-hmm. you're just going to completely blow me off like that. Doesn't feel good. No. So bullshit with his golden retriever stuff doesn't mean just because you're not cheating that you can still be like so aloof and disrespectful. You said it so well, so, so well. And <laughs> I think the bottom line is like, how are you guys feeling? And like your relationship like is suffering. It's fine to make new friends. Is this crossing into emotional affair territory? It could be mm-hmm. based on the messages. I think it's crazy to share hundreds of photos yeah. over the last few weeks. You're talking all the time. Yeah, like exactly. You're focused so much on this colleague. Mm-hmm. You, how are you even getting any fucking work done? And it's just like you, you, your partner should be a bigger priority and you're not and yeah. that's the bottom line and the fact he's even being like like oh no i'm just an i'm a cuddly guy mm-hmm. wouldn't want to hurt anyone like ah uh, i just think like there's definitely dudes that are golden retrievers we've all met them there's nothing wrong with that you know but damn like don't take advantage of it don't try to play into it mm-hmm. and act all naive when your partner's hurting and yeah. trying to work on things with you exactly but it feels like he's already checking out Right. To me, it feels like he's checking out. Mm-hmm. Um, top comment on this one. That's a new way to spell emotional cheater. And OP responds, haha, yep, just a different type of dog. <laughs> Person responds and goes, yeah, take this one to the pound. That was, that kind of, that was kind of funny. <laughs> it's some banter, some banter. Um, and someone goes, a golden retriever doesn't need to tell others they're a golden retriever. They're too busy having fun and they'd never betray anyone. So there's no reason to bother making excuses. Your partner is no golden retriever. No, and that's, that's what I was exactly, trying to say. I was thinking too. I was literally yeah, trying to say that. I was thinking that too. It's like, but I'm like, okay, well, I also think people can announce, like self-proclaim themselves as certain things. So I didn't want to say that, but I was thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt the same way. Who Like, I'm a golden retrieval. <laughs> I'm just so innocent. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the same thing about guys being like, I'm such a nice guy. I'm such a nice guy. Sorry, I'm just like not interested. Okay, you ugly bitch. I didn't want to go on a date with you anyways. <laughs> oh my God, We the worst. all have been there at least one time. God, it's just like, you're like, it feels like whiplash. You're like, what? Like, I, okay, I'm just not interested wild but you're such a nice guy (laughs) oh man yeah i just i think this one this will be interesting i'm trying to see if there's any more comments from op here or a little bit of an update so this is a comment i think might be good um op so i'm gonna brag here for a second because my boyfriend is the definition of a literal golden retriever which i would say justin has golden retriever tendencies 
when it comes to like other people. Like he's just so nice and bubbly. And like, I don't think he would be able to tell that a girl was flirting with him, which is what Mm -hmm. this person says. He's oblivious to other people flirting with him. He's always trying to make others happy. He's never one to shy away from a good social time. But his number one priority is always me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They go on. They say like a lot. Um, And then they. Yeah. And there's nothing like I don't think that the phrase golden retriever is bad. I think it's cute. I think when when it's like not this guy. Right. Yeah. He's trying to like make that as an excuse to not prioritize his relationship and it's just like "Mm, okay (laughs) yeah they go on to say now there can be some problems with a golden retriever boyfriend since he's oblivious to people flirting with him he sometimes doesn't see the signs that someone is actively trying to flirt with him unless it's quite literally in his face or if i tell him Mm -hmm. if a girl tries to sit down next to him at lunch and says hey i think you're pretty cute can i get your insta slash snap he'll say no and get up and walk away and find a different spot to sit he'll let me know what happened what he did and then we laugh about it so that's that's a good golden retriever. Yeah. Good boy. He knows who the real owner is. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, OP hearts it. Um, a lot of comments, though. My girl, come on. He's definitely emotionally cheating on you at a minimum. Otherwise, he lied to your face about talking to her. And as you say, he's more concerned with her feelings than yours. Yeah, there's, there's a few comments from OP. Um, I don't see any official update yet. Someone goes, the coworker is just a symptom. She's not your actual problem. If he's neglecting your relationship and not giving you what you want yeah. from a partner for any reason, then it's okay to decide this isn't what you want. Right. Well, I also got to, it also is hard for me not to believe that the coworker doesn't have feelings for him. If she is straight and attracted to men and potentially finds him attractive physically, I mean, I guess I don't know. We don't know those details. Mm -hmm. But like, let's say that she does. And then she's spending that much time in constant contact with her. And like, let's say she also is single, too. She's got to develop some kind of feelings, right? Like you would think. You would think. So it's like even even if he genuinely doesn't have any feelings for her, it's like, well, maybe try to read the room a little bit because you might be stringing along someone who is just thinking like, he loves me. It's like, you oh know. God. Well, and that's like the recipe for for the start of a good relationship. Like that's kind of a part of the recipe is like he pays attention to me. He's super nice to me. I have really good times with him. Banter. Banter's great. Yeah. Communication, love. Mm-hmm. He's engaging. Like attention. It's just attention. It's like literally attention, yeah. food, time, <laughs> at least for me. And so it's like if he's like giving all of this, like the initial mixing ingredients, like to the start of a relationship and how do you differentiate that yeah what's not to get her excited yeah what's not to get them both like caught Mm -hmm. up in the moment and there is a post um that I could actually read that from the two outtakes subreddit that plays into this a little bit but it literally is that vibe which I had a different one but that's the way we're gonna go right now so moving along okay I will say one thing too though before yeah is that That's something that I've noticed that I would like in a partner. I know everybody's different, but something that I want in a partner is that there's a differentiation between our relationship and his relationship with other females that is not just sex. That is not just intimacy, I should say. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read that. That is not just intimacy. Because 
that like to me, I'm like, that is so special to have all of that time when you're speaking with somebody and that closeness and those like banter and those laughs and all that stuff. So it's like, yes, I'm okay with female friends, but I do want there to be a differentiation between, you know, me and my partner and their female friends. That's not just, you know, intimacy. There should be a difference. Otherwise, like, why are you dating me and not them? Right. Like, we might be more emotionally connected. There's a a deeper sense mm-hmm. of intimacy. Like, yeah, you could have intimate, close relationships with friends. But yeah, like you said, there's a difference. Yeah, like physical intimacy, too, like is what I'm kind of referring to. Mm-hmm. Anyway, moving along. Okay. Another one of this week's partners is Quince. As you know, I love shopping and I love giving the best gifts there are, which is why I turned to Quince for a lot of people on my list this year. Quince is my go-to place for luxury essentials at affordable prices. For example, they have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from just $50, travel essentials, accessories. I mean, their bags are amazing and three different styles they have are on my list right now. And the best part, all of Quince's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So your dollar is going to go a lot further and you're going to get quality pieces that are staples for your wardrobe. They're going to last for years to come and not go out of style. I've gotten a silk skirt from Quinn's and a linen dress that I love and they've held up really well after multiple washes. So if you're ready to try for yourself, get affordable luxury for everyone on your list with Quince. Go to quince.com THT for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash THT to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com THT. Okay, so this is the one I was mentioning from the Two Hot Takes subreddit. And maybe there's not much to say on this one, but like we read it. It's titled, I was one bad decision away from cheating on my wife and it made me reevaluate how I view cheaters and cheating. I, 28 male, have been married to my wife for six years and together for 10. In that 10 years, I have never once even been close to being unfaithful until now. I hated cheaters. My dad was a cheater. His dad was a cheater. His dad was probably also a cheater. I saw how my dad's inability to keep it in his pants destroyed my mom. I knew I would never treat my wife like that and would ensure she feels cherished all the time. I think I do. I want for her to feel loved and have never actively thought about being unfaithful, but now I'm realizing how easy it is and it's less than just a thought. I am in the military and got sent to Hawaii for a temporary duty assignment. It was eight weeks apart due to my wife being tied up at work. She only stayed with me there through the first weekend. While there, I developed a close relationship with a coworker a bit younger than me. We had similar interests, wanted to visit the same places on the island while off work, and had great conversations. There was a physical attraction there that I genuinely didn't notice. I was just building a friendship in a new place I was in for a few weeks. What I didn't understand is that closeness I felt and that attraction formed what I hadn't felt in a while a crush. Like I was in high school. I would get butterflies when she was texting me, asking to meet me somewhere. I would stay up awaiting her text back. I would get nervous to see her and wanted to make sure I looked my best for her. All of this was unconscious, believe it or not. It was until we took a trip to the beach our fifth week there. I saw her in a two-piece bathing suit and realized I was sexually attracted to her. And from what I felt, she was into me. And it kind of felt nice. She always wanted to see me, always wanted to talk, always wanted to grab drinks after work. If our hands met, she would linger. 
She would make deep eye contact as I rambled on whatever dumb joke I wanted to tell. When I became more cognizant, I told myself that I haven't done anything wrong, and I wouldn't. Nothing wrong with a friendship. I won't invite her over, and I won't accept her invites. I wouldn't have more than a beer or a single drink. We wouldn't hang out past 7 p.m. It'll all be good. I broke these boundaries I set multiple times, except going over. Every time I did, I proved that I could be a little lenient without wanting to do her, which was awful logic. The final test came the week she was set to leave back to her home. She lived in Texas. I was in Maryland. Multiple states away, very little chance we'd see each other again anytime soon. We hung out her last night there. Boundary number one, we were out past seven. Boundary two, I had more than a few drinks in my system. She told me flat out she thought I was very attractive. She said that she wanted to spend her last night with me. She suggested we split a hotel room and a bottle of wine and see where things went. Boundary number three, if I said yes, I would have had sex with her. Even if I backed out last minute, it doesn't matter. The only reason why I would do it is so I could sleep with her. I spent what felt like hours debating it with her little pushes towards this and my inability to maintain boundaries giving way. I was able to spit out a, let's just call it a night. We have to be up early tomorrow. We caught a ride back to our lodging and went our separate ways. She gave me a very long hug at the end of her final day. It felt weird seeing how easy it was, how nice it feels to fall for someone again, and how deeply you can be in it before you even realize you're doing something inappropriate. This isn't to excuse cheating or to say I am a hero. I did bad things. I did inappropriate things. Things my wife wouldn't be happy about if I told her. But my point is, it's easy. Too easy. It can just happen if you're not actively working to reinforce boundaries. Yeah. I mean, and that plays off of the last story that we just talked about, too, because it's exactly. like, it's like is how that easy. is how it happens. It's like you may be telling yourself that it's innocent, but it's like that's how it happens. And if you want to be if you want to have your marriage last and you want to honor your vows and you want this, you know, if you want that relationship, then like you got to you got to set these boundaries for yourself and actually respect them. Yeah. Because people are people and like it sucks. You'd, I'd like to think that no one ever once we're in relationships that we all just are obsessed with each other forever and have butterflies for with each other forever. But like but people, you know, people get into routines. They're like, you know shitting in front of each other with the door open and like and then all of a sudden you know someone gives them a little bit of attention and like one of the things that my um one of my friends said that the reason he didn't like dating apps is and he liked to meet someone outside of a dating app is because he was obsessed with that feeling of not knowing somebody else's feelings for him like not knowing their intention not knowing if they find him cute if he had a coworker, you know who's kind of has a few little flirty jabs. He's like, that's the stuff that gives me that, those butterflies and that lead up. And, you know, he, and so he was like, if I'm on a dating app, then I'm like, okay, our intentions are both clear when we come here. There's not like those little, that little question mark. And so it sounds like that's what he's describing where he's just like, well, there was this feeling that I haven't had in so long, which was a crush, not really knowing how she felt, but like getting excited when she texts me and it wasn't, it wasn't conscious. Like I wasn't actively like, I'm going to go out and be evil to my wife. It just happened. And it started with just being innocent, nice to your coworkers, friends with your coworkers. So I know it's, um, I, it's just, yeah, it's an interesting sh story for him to share because usually you don't hear stuff like that. You know, I feel like we hear a lot of the, just the, 
like horrible parts behind all of it and the shadiness and the secrets and the lies and the going behind people's backs. So this is an interesting one because he's really like trying to paint a picture for us. Like he said, he started with hating cheaters so deeply. And then all of a sudden he's like, what? Slippery slope. Yeah. It, yeah. He wound up there himself almost. It is really interesting. I I think you make a lot of great points. And like it got me thinking because I think a lot of times people talk about like, oh, my work wife, my work husband. Yeah, no, so, you'll never say that phrase if you're dating me. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, like, I was going to rapid fire some things and like see what your thoughts on them are. So like, okay, not okay. Work wife, work husband. No. Yeah. What about just like having a crush on someone in general if that's not your partner? <sighs> I... It, I mean, I'd say, I'd say no, but I do think that sometimes it's not like what he said. It's not on purpose. Yeah. You know, you might be watching a Justin Bieber video and be like, oh my God, I have such a crush on him. I also think it's different if that person's unattainable. Yeah. It's different if you like, oh, I have a crush on a coworker versus I have a crush on Pedro Pascal. Like it's so different if that person is attainable and in your life. Pedro. She wants you. <laughs> no, he's just a little cutie. I'm just kidding. Um, and then I was like so curious because I've heard a lot of people cheat with colleagues. And so I did find a Forbes article as we were sitting here. 57% report workplace relationships have impacted their performance at work. 43% have married someone they worked with. 35% don't report their relationship. 40% have cheated on their current partner with a coworker. Wow. That is wild. I mean, that's what I was telling you because it's like these are the type of things where it's not usually malicious. I mean, who knows? It can be. But it's more of just the fact of spending a lot of quality time with somebody mm-hmm. is f- for my impression. I agree. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the recipe and this guy was having it going. Some good times. Yeah. Great communication. Mm-hmm. He felt heard. Mm-hmm. She was listening to his jokes. Yep. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just a recipe for disaster. Right. But good on him. Uh, there was a comment on the post where someone was like, um, next time this, you know, starts inching towards that, just like talk about your wife constantly. Yeah. And he responded and goes, she knew I was married. Yeah. And she was married as well. Oh, wow. So. Slippery slope, guys. I think it's annoying she suggested that. Like, come on. That's why it's like, be a girl's girl. Like, uh, like you should have a good partner that doesn't cheat on you regardless. But like, it's just, life is hard. Like, we all need to look out for each other. Yeah. Come on. I feel that when that happens, it gets to a point where since she was the one who was more forward, it seems to me. And she, I mean, she was offering a hotel room bottle of wine. She was very yeah. forward. Yeah. And I feel like what happens is that since she was married, it's almost like she might have been checked out of her own marriage to the point where if another girl pursued her husband, it actually doesn't hurt her the mm-hmm. way that like it normally would. Yeah. And therefore, she doesn't feel like what she's doing is that bad because her feelings for her husband have been more does that make sense yeah I feel like that's what happens unless you know she's just really shitty but like if she's not like a genuinely you know shitty person then I feel like that is the slope that happens I agree okay so this next one is coming from am I the asshole 
This is going to be a really interesting one. It's something I think we see kind of a lot here in California. So I'm really curious to get your take on it. It's Mm -hmm. titled, Am I the asshole for telling my sister-in-law that if her service dog can't ignore children, he isn't a service dog? I have two kids, 11 male and 9 female. My sister-in-law has a service dog who has been with her for about six months now. He is 18 months old. It was my son's birthday party last weekend, which she was at, and obviously had a whole ton of young boys running riot around my house. My daughter also had two friends over, younger siblings of the boys, as well as our fur pets. All in all, there was nine children, three dogs, and a cat causing chaos. At one point, one of our rabbits escaped and was running around too. My sister-in-law's dog- like a party. A zoo, circus. <laughs> my sister-in-law's dog couldn't cope. He was so excited and wasn't paying any attention to her. My daughter and her friends said hi to him, but otherwise left him alone. He was losing his shit the whole time, and my sister-in-law had to leave. My son was a little upset, but overall didn't mind. Just asked that she could come over for a mini birthday. Yesterday was that mini birthday. It was much quieter, just the family, and the dog was still losing it. He was jumping around, and she wasn't able to control him. She had a flare-up, which he ignored. She got quite frustrated and asked my children to leave the room. They did, and he finally calmed down. They came back in, and he got excited again. The kids weren't comfortable, so they went to play, and we had a conversation. I basically said, if she can't control him, I don't want him in my house. She replied that he's a service dog and goes everywhere with her, so I'd essentially be banning her. I said that he was a shit service dog, and he'd ignored her flare-up and wouldn't listen. Then she blamed my kids, saying my daughter had gotten him excited last time, and now he thinks that kids mean playtime. I told her that if her service dog can't ignore children while working, he's not really a service dog. She got upset and left, saying she was uncomfortable with me. Later on, my husband pulled me aside and asked me to apologize because I'd hurt her feelings. I said I didn't think an apology would be worth it because I'm not sorry. I meant what I said. He told me he understood, but that it's a bitchy move to not even try to apologize. She then texted me and said that he had a situation with a child when he was in training, but she is paying out money to get him retrained now. I don't know what that situation is, but I do feel bad. I think she was trying to use my kids to socialize him, and it hasn't worked, and I feel much worse. I haven't yet responded because I do still somewhat stand by what I said, but I also feel awful about making her feel so insecure. Am I the asshole? Well, it sounds like she was right for what she said, Mm -hmm. so I wouldn't say that she's the asshole. Maybe she could have went about it more gracefully. I think at one point you said that she said he's a shit service dog. That's a little (laughs) aggressive, but true. But true. (laughs) Maybe she could have used, like, a different word, but also, like, I don't know what the service dog is for specifically. So obviously, I think when you mentioned before you started saying this story that we see this a lot in LA, I mean, a lot of people have service dogs and a lot of times it's... They're fake. Yeah. I mean, it's not... It is nice to have a dog, right? And if people have a lot of anxiety or social anxiety or whatever it is, then they can kind of just like label their dog as being a service dog and have your dog come in anywhere with you. Um, Like I have a friend whose 
dog is technically a service dog, like labeled as one to, you know, make it easier to get on flights and whatnot, not have to package the dog underneath. But like there's a difference between a service dog, though, and an emotional support animal mm -hmm. like service dogs perform tasks. Okay, so now that you mentioned that, now I'm wondering if he actually is a service dog. He might just be emotional support dog then. He's not a service dog. No, I know, but I'm just saying like... She's misusing the word. The, she's she's abusing the system because they abandoned emotional support dogs. They don't let them on planes like they used to. Hmm. You could bring an emotional support duck well, that's and then they I really rolled back the rules. But a lot of people do it. Like a lot of people like... And this is like, I have a lot of pet peeves lately, I'm starting to realize, but I don't like when people abuse the the term service dog. Like, well, that's what now I'm, that's what I'm wondering now is that I guess I didn't really realize. I mean, I do and I don't because I see dogs that have service dog, please do not pet on them. You can buy those on and, Amazon. Right. But I'm just saying, so I don't, I guess I don't know when the difference is because I, now I'm trying to think back to when I go into coffee shops, sometimes there'll be like no animals besides and I don't know service if they say dogs. service dogs or emotional support dogs it says service animals. It says service animals yeah I think like here's I don't I don't I don't ask people I'm like you do you I don't say shit when I see shit but I will say it is annoying as fuck when you see a dog that's out there and it's usually the doodles just gonna you know I don't know what that word is I'm looking for right now holy shit um mm. You don't like it. I'm going to generalize. I'm going to generalize. And I know not all doodles. I get that. I love a well-behaved doodle. Love it. Especially one that gets brushed properly. But a lot of times you'll see these dogs with these service dog vests and they're yanking their owners all over the place. They're barking at other dogs in the airport. They're lunging at their leash. That's not a service dog. Even a service dog in training yeah. wouldn't act like that. Right. So it's really, really annoying to me, especially because people that do have real service dogs, like a blind person that has a guide dog, that doesn't help the blind dog, blind dog, the guide dog perform their job. And I saw this one girl who her guide dog that she waited years for can be very expensive. Her service dog got attacked by another dog mm. claiming to be a service yeah. dog like that's bullshit yeah I guess I I'm not very familiar with all those type of stories I haven't seen that firsthand like I haven't seen dogs yeah. be crazy at the airport Dude, so I how? don't I don't know I, I feel just, like it's everywhere here in LA but so yeah I really haven't seen that um so I guess I'm not I don't have any type of like feelings or any anger towards it yeah if I saw you know, somebody have an actual service dog that is absolutely like needed for to help them. And then another dog who has a service vest who's a, barking and attacking this dog. That would be really frustrating to see. Um, I think the only part that I have a hard time is I just remember hearing a story once where somebody like forced somebody's dog to be in an overhead bin and then when the dog was died yeah it died it was a and french like, bulldog yeah yeah it's oh just when God, i hear so when i hear stories like that and i and i hear dogs dying that are um under the plane as well and so that's what makes me feel like it's just it's hard because if i was a dog owner I would be very scared to not be able to have my dog with me on the plane. And so I think that's like the that's the hard part for me is to think 
to think about my dog being under the plane and being, you know, potentially in danger, especially if I'm moving far away or like doing like a really long plane ride. That's what makes it scary. And that's why I just wish there was maybe a better system all around where people are not abusing the system, saying that they're service dogs. Mm -hmm. But then there's also better ways to make sure that the animals are in good care. Yeah. I think that's just kind of like the pie you pick when you have an animal. Like you either have to drive or put them under right now. And like, I don't, I think like well-behaved dogs, yeah, they should be able to be up top in the plane. But like, how are airlines going to control that? Like, damn, your dog is reactive and attacking yeah. other customers. Like yeah, there was a golden scary. retriever. Um, I don't remember when this was or what airline, but there was a golden retriever that they were saying was a service dog, bit multiple people on the plane and had to get taken off. Stop. See, so that's it's like, so shitty. How do you like, yeah. how do you Balance do this with that. people? Yeah. But back to this one, like this is obviously a shitty situation because she does need a real service dog. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people were asking like, where did she get this service dog? Because it can take a lot of time yeah. to get one. They were also concerned that the service dog's age is only 18 months. Right. That's what I was thinking. Because a lot of times the training, like she, it's 18 months and she's had it for six months. Yeah. Meaning she got the dog at a year, mm -hmm. which a lot of people were like a qualified, well-trained service dog. She wouldn't have even gotten at a year. A lot of people are just like very confused by this. And start asking, like, where did she get the service mm -hmm. dog? Things like that. I mean, I think this is an easy fix, though, because OP says that she feels bad. So apologize. But just say, you know, it's just it's hard when I don't feel like the service dog is doing its job. And then I feel like my kids have to, you know, tiptoe around the dog. Yeah. And I just I want to be comfortable in my own home. But I am sorry for coming at you like that. Yeah. So someone goes, not the asshole. You are absolutely right. It's not a service dog. They are extensively trained and extremely expensive. It sounds like she got a dog and someone trained it and called it a service dog. 18 months sounds kind of young. Yeah, to be honest, I'm not sure where she got him. She was talking about wanting one. And then like the following week, he was in her house. If her dog is so freaked out around kids that he ignores her flare-ups and her, he needs a lot more training and frankly, to stay away from kids for a while. Dog is a lousy service dog right now. He's not doing his job at all. 18 months old is very young to be a service dog. Barely out of puppyhood. What breed is he? My husband had two Labrador guide dogs and they are not ready till at least two years old. And I also know a little bit about this because I signed up um, to be a guide dog puppy raiser. Mm. So I'm looking into that. Nice. So essentially you work with organizations that need people to raise the guide dog puppies. And then at a year old, you give them up and they go into like actual guide dog training. Okay. So like, mm. that's why I'm like, wait, he's 18 months. She had him now for six months. She got him at a year. That like doesn't, it didn't sound right. Right. And so OP goes, he's a poodle. They used to show dogs as kids. So it was a breed she felt comfortable with. But yeah, still very much a puppy. And then there's another comment where she's describing what he was doing. He was actively pulling and jumping and trying to get away from his sister-in-law. We've never had a dog do that with our kids. If he was just distracted, that would be one thing. But mm -hmm. he was actively trying to escape and nothing was working to regain his attention. That sucks. And people are like, maybe you should inspect why you judge your sister-in-law so negatively. But whatever, that wasn't a good move to take that 18-year-old 18-month-old puppy, service-trained or otherwise, to such a shit show. Invite her and her dog back on a normal day when your house isn't a literal zoo filled with <laughs> kids on crack. And Opie goes, we did. He was still losing it. And someone goes, is it a service dog or a comfort dog for her anxieties? Yeah, that's what I was trying to ask. And Opie goes, she is a disabled woman. He is a service dog who does tasks when he feels like it. Mm, okay. So I so think— she's just not a very good service dog. 
Yeah, and so a flare-up, which she could apparently detect herself just fine, he's not meant to fix the flare-up. He's training to grab her medication and make sure she is safe. Mm. So cool that dogs can do that. But I think they'll get through this. The dog's going to get more training. The sister-in-law, it sounds like he is like an actual service dog, but maybe just wasn't trained very well or properly. So maybe he was from a backyard service dog breeder. I don't know if that's a thing. I'm sure. It's backyard everything. Backyard everything. But I feel like they'll they'll work this out. Yeah, this isn't easy. But one. I don't necessarily feel if it were me, I would probably apologize for like my tact. Yeah. But not necessarily for what I said. Right. That's what I, I would agree with that. Okay. So overall vote was not the asshole. Yeah. Okay, well that was uh the last one for our regular episode. Yay. We have one one more for Patreon where I'm gonna throw some family members of mine under the bus. Oh. So you don't wanna miss it. Damn. Are you going to say who they are? Oh, yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah. Do um, they listen? Not on Patreon. (laughs) They will now. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just my dad. I'm going to roast his ass. Nice. Okay. Okay. Thank you guys so, so much for joining us. Oh, my God. It's been an amazing year. This is the last episode we'll have together for Mm -hmm. 2023. 2023 out it's crazy we have our live show tickets on sale i know there's a couple cities that have already sold out so we've added second shows so if your city sold out be sure to check that i know austin and philly are getting second shows philly is going to have some amazing guests come in so you don't want to miss that one and we're trying to plop people in at various spots but it's going to be so much fun i've already come up with a new segment nice what's that can't. Oh, should I tell? No. Mm-hmm. No, it's going to be a surprise. Okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you, though. Okay. But uh, other than that, head over to Patreon. Love you guys. Thank you for an amazing year. Thank you. Until next time. We love you. Mwah. Bye.